My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for Widow Seas. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is my friend Susie. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> it's, this is probably going to be a, a pretty interesting episode, not just because of the OC that we we're going to be talking about, but also because I just slammed, like, a lot of Chinese food. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be spicy. Oh god, I I really hope not. I I would hate to have to get up and get my rollades for my antacids in the middle of the call because I'm an old woman. Oh no. And also white. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> just like do a hand motion if you need. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll like if you see me just like dip out, that's because I'm running for the medicine cabinet or something. Oh, no. But <laughs> Oh, that'll be fine. But we're not here today to talk about the contents of my medicine cabinet. We're here to talk about your original character. <laughs> Who yes. are we talking about today? We are talking about my first OC I ever made named Susie. Yes! Yes! <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm here to accept the cringe. I love it so much. Uh, her name was Susie. Mm -hmm. uh, which I later changed to Lily because I had shame at some point, but it's fine. But yeah, I don't know. You have to uh, be gentle with your past selves and just mm -hmm. like accept that and move on and just see like, oh, this is a microchasm of myself from when I was 12 slash 13. So that, that is very true as, as someone who has at least at least one original character named after themselves and who also has talked about it on this very podcast before i i definitely get where you're coming from absolutely <laughs> okay so you said you said 12 to 13 so we're talking like right as middle school starts yes it was uh, the fan fiction was uh, a naruto and kingdom hearts fan fiction mixed together Yes. The days of Quizilla. <laughs> oh my gosh, you posted it on Quizilla? I did post it on Quizilla. I have not heard the name Quizilla spoken in at least one Gregorian calendar year. <laughs> and before that, like, I don't remember when anyone, like, last spoke about Quizilla. Mm -hmm. I loved Quiz. I still love Quizilla, oh, honestly. Gosh. I wish it was still alive. I, yeah. If anyone's listening who isn't familiar with what Quizilla is, um, Quizilla was a website, kind of think of it like proto-Buzzfeed. It was, like, back in, it would have been, what, like, like, 05 through maybe, like, 2010? Do you, do you feel um, like that's about when it fizzled out? I think so. I I think it moved over whenever I hit high school, so it maybe twenty nine. Yeah, so that'd be like twenty ten, twenty like or two thousand nine, somewhere okay. around there. Okay. Um, okay. But yes, and then after Quizilla had ended, I even made the decision to move it over to Meba. I don't know what that is. It was another writing website that okay, uh, okay. came up. I think it already existed when Quizilla existed, but we didn't mm -hmm. use it because we had that one. Mm -hmm. Um, but then Meba did their update and it was deleted from the internet. I still have a full copy of it though on my Good. computer because I'm a hoarder. Good. I, I entirely support that. Uh, that's, that's what external hard drives are for. It's called you make it and then you put it on the external hard drive and then you don't find it until you're going back through it and you get to reminisce and, and rejoice. Hopefully yeah. rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rejoice. There's a lot of fun times in there. I even sent it over. I did the thing where myself and my two best friends at the time, 
mm-hmm. Jackie, who has been on your podcast before. Yes, our, um, our mutual friend Jackie. Yes. Um, <laughs> she was my friend in middle school, so she was a character in there as well with another friend of ours. So okay, uh, okay. Jackie also has a copy of it on her computer. Yes, that is that is that is good. A share and share alike. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was a Naruto Kingdom Hearts fan fiction. I started writing. Was, was it like an equal base, an equal mix of Naruto and Kingdom Hearts? Or was it like Naruto flavored with Kingdom Hearts or Kingdom Hearts flavored with Naruto? Because it is important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I tried to make it as equal as I could. But a lot of it was just like, section of Kingdom Hearts 2, but, like, now me and my friends are in it, section of Naruto, but now me and my friends are in it. And it was very clearly, like, hey, this is the Kingdom Hearts section, this is the Naruto section, except sometimes Sora would just pop into the Naruto world. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just, like, him and Naruto being friends, like, that would, like, I think they met and fought in the story, and then they were friends. Okay, okay. So, as in they fought each other, not yes. they fought together against a mutual enemy. Yeah, I think they fought each other because I made it the entire thing where it's like, oh, he fell and whatever, landed on him. It, I don't know, characters fighting because that's what happens in um, any kind of, like, team-up thing. Like, they fight first, but then they're friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that happens a lot in fiction, I feel like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, where would you like to start with Lily, formerly known as Susie? We can refer to her by whichever name you want. <laughs> okay, um, let's go with Susie. It's fine. Let's yeah. double down. Um, so, Susie was a character who was just myself at the age of 13. So, mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. in 7th grade, I think, when the story started, the way it started is that she was having a spring break, or not spring break, it was during a summer break with her friends. They had been playing video games, mm-hmm. uh, Kingdom Hearts, watching Naruto, and then yeah. decided to go up on th- to the roof, wish on a star, pop, they're in the Kingdom Hearts world now. And okay, okay. Real. So one okay. of those. Okay, okay. A, cla- a classic in what I have learned recently is the term isekai. Oh, really? I didn't know that term. Yeah, there's, like, there's a specific term for, like, oh, hey, I get to appear in the story now, and it's isekai, it's a Japanese term, it's isekai, because I guess maybe, maybe Japanese media has a lot more of those stories than, than, like, Europe, than, like, European inherited stories do, but whatever, we have a word for it now. Awesome, yeah, that's really interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so, all three of them end up in Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. That was the first one, and they what happens in- next? Okay, so they popped into about midway through Kingdom Hearts two. Also, everything here. If anyone listens to um, K- uh, Kingdom Smarties, it's gonna be safe. Yes, is-, is this all going to be hashtag safe for Jake? Yes. Cool. All of this is gonna be safe. So if you're following along on there, totally safe. Only Kingdom Hearts two. I will make sure to include that in the episode description. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so they are dropped midway through Kingdom Hearts 2, Mm -hmm. um, when they are in Twilight Town, they immediately meet up with Sora, have a a brief confrontation there when Syax is around, Mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the organization members, and then it's like, 
they are pretty open about, hey, we're from another world, and they just jump onto his ship and are part of the team. They jump onto Sora's ship or Syx's ship? Uh, Sora's ship. Okay, okay. I, I was like, since you know, since you wrote this in middle school, I wasn't sure whether this was going to be a, we want to be friends with Organization 13, or we want to be friends with the heroic protagonists kind of a thing. Because okay. in middle school, it could go either way for anyone. <laughs> this is true. Uh, no, friends with the heroes slash protagonists. Okay. <laughs> like, good kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, what one good kid and a dog and a duck. Yes, fair. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things where the characters immediately see them and they're like, this is weird, right? Like, <laughs> just having like, Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, also, the total of, like, this fanfiction, which was, like, never finished, still came up to about 612 pages, like, 244,000 words. Single-spaced or double-spaced? Uh, single-spaced. Holy cow. Yup. I commend you for your keeping with that project, Susie, because <laughs> that is, that is incredible. Thank you, yeah, I- it, I feel like me and my friends, like, I would talk it out with my friends and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to write next. Right mm-hmm. after school, we'd be on the phone for hours and I would just immediately like go ahead and push out like 10 pages yeah. like, right after school. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's, that is so good. Especially like, cause I have maybe like one experience in my life where I have done something similar to that, like directly working with a friend or multiple people to like build this story as it's happening and not just like, oh, hey, I'm going to talk with someone once about this and then I might incorporate their input into the story later. Mm-hmm. It was always so much fun because um, then later on, whenever you're exploring the Kingdom Hearts world, I made sure to make outfits for everyone and you get kind of like everyone's input. Yes! <laughs> um, I remember for Halloween Town... Um, one of my friends was a dark pixie, and I think mine was supposed to be pumpkin princess. Like, she had a dress, and then the bottom, like, ball gown part was a jack-o'-lantern, but it was, like, black Oh, on I the love top. that. And I have drawings and stuff of it, so, because I hold on to everything. Yup. Uh, and then for Christmas Town, it changed over to uh, Susie's outfit was, like, snowflake, so another pretty, like, white dress with, like, blue mm-hmm. ribbons and all of that. Yeah. Um, another friend was like Christmas tree, so it was like a cute dress with like a bunch of ornaments on it. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So have to do the outfits. I of course. Mm-hmm. I was so committed. I think they even went to uh, Pirates of the Carib- Car- Caribbean, and I had pirate outfits for them too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is very good. So when so like did they pretty much just like. Did the trio stay with Sora and Donald and Goofy and, like, do Kingdom Hearts? Because you mentioned they would kind of, like, skip from, like, Kingdom Hearts into Naruto. Was that just, like, somehow they all just ended up in the Naruto world and then switched back and forth as needed? Yes. It was one of those things where they got separated from Sora because plot stuff within Mm -hmm. the story and yeah. got dropped into Naruto, and they didn't know when they would meet up with Sora again. So they're like, this is our situation. We're going to adjust. Mm-hmm. And then they became ninjas, because that's what happens. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you adjust to the situation. You become <laughs> an mm-hmm. elite fighter. 
Yeah. When in Rome, become a ninja. Exactly. It's so easy. <laughs> so when when they were in the when they were in the Naruto world, like did they did they kind of do the similar thing with Sora and that they did in Kingdom Hearts? Like just we're gonna follow along with the protagonist and help them out in their journey. Um, a little bit less so. I actually did have them grow as their own team while they were in Naruto instead of adding them on to like you're oh, all yeah. gonna be part. Of- oh yeah, because I. I, I just I just caught that because of you know like in in Naruto the like the groups of the training teams are typically made up of three people and you have you had a three person friend group which is perfect for that and also Kingdom Hearts. Yep, exactly. We're like we're our own trio. We're gonna be right here. Uh, so we made mm-hmm. up our own group and then we like our characters had made friends with Naruto in that group already, but mm-hmm. they had their own missions, and would occasionally... It was mainly because I wanted to skip over the wave arc in Naruto. I'm like, I don't want to write through all of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so since they skipped over the wave arc, was there anything in, like... This is maybe getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but, like, were there specific things in Naruto where you had, like... Where you had the trio kind of, like, solve problems? I'm gonna send me and my friends to go take care of this problem because we're going to be much more competent than anyone in Naruto is. Um, no, actually. They kind okay. of let uh, the Naruto, like, um, his squad do their own thing throughout because mm-hmm. they're, like, they're like, okay, we have missions and if we mess with this too much, these things won't happen. It was very much like, we have to keep it a secret here. We were open with Sora, Kingdom Hearts characters, but here they don't know about the other mm-hmm. world, so we have to, like, strictly abide by these rules. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That is re- that is really neat. So like what I figured at some point like we will be talking about Kingdom Hearts again. So like before we before we leave Naruto world, like what it when it came to Naruto world, like did what kind of specialties did everyone pick up before they left to go to go switch back and forth between the worlds again? Okay, so my friend Jackie became a taijutsu specialist. Because uh, her favorite character was Lee at the time, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna make her go down that route. So I could eventually see that. they could, I could yep, see so that. eventually they could become friends and like kiss each other because that's what you do in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I want to fight things and I want to kiss these cute fictional boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then my other friend became a Genjutsu specialist. Okay, that was the other one. And then which is which is like, like the illusions. kind of illusions, illusions and like psychological manipulation, right? Yeah, stuff like that. It's like okay. illusions, stuff like yeah. You know, uh, I think that stuff that involved chakra control and stuff like that. Okay, okay. And then for Susie, my character, mm-hmm. I wanted her to be a little bit more spread out. Like her thing was that she was very bad at everything to begin with, but like she slowly grew a little more confident. She's like, this isn't for me. I'm not about like killing people i'm kind of just stumbling through and my other friends are so good at this but like i'm gonna get there yeah um one of like in retrospect one of my favorite things with her is they went through the tuning exam arc and they made Mm -hmm. a pass because main characters yeah of course Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then for her training i had her go out with biki who um in naruto he is an interrogation specialist okay 
he's like a bald the bald guy who shows up in the first tuning exam and he has like all the scars on his head i have a vague memory of him from my time reading naruto (laughs) okay i was i was trying to place him but we're good okie dokie um but yeah he's just uh interrogations expert and like really tough so i thought it would be interesting for her to kind of pair up with someone like that and get to know like this is how people think like psychologically and go through that and go through all of like this really tough training but him being like i wanted her to be smart but not necessarily like physically able at first Mm -hmm. um and he just really appreciated like her effort and trying hard and later on i wanted that to develop into like yeah, but I could read you because, like, you have a soft spot for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Because, like, I I feel like that's not something, like, for, for reference here, like, when I made myself insert OC that went on an isekai journey, I was, I was seven. And so I didn't have the, I didn't have, like, the depth of, like, character creation and story to be able to do something like that. Like, deliberately putting a character with someone who they might not initially be a good fit for but they end up becoming a good pair if that makes sense yeah because at seven you were just like yeah i just want to kick all the butt i'm gonna be the best i'm mm-hmm. the main character like mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like ash but better because i'm me oh yeah i was like ash but i was competent <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're just out on like a power trip just like oh yeah. seven year old <laughs> oh yes oh yes but yeah so at what point did did Susie and her two friends have to leave Naruto World? Did, which I'm going to just keep calling Naruto World, even though I know that there's actual names for it and stuff, but it's shorter than... It's easier to say than, oh, Konohagakure or whatever, but it's like, no, it's just Naruto World. Yeah, we can say Naruto World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, like, did they have, like, any specific things that they did during this time before they, like, left to switch back and flip-flop? I feel like I'm saying that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Uh, They actually, I never finished it, so they never made it back to their world, the real world, whatever you would want to call it, because they, once they landed over in Naruto's world, they briefly met up with Sora, Mm -hmm. would occasionally go off on to like, hey, we're going to Halloween Town, occasionally go off on missions with him, but largely like Naruto world was like home base for them. Okay, okay. And right where I stopped it was them figuring out there was a way to get home, and then I never finished it from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those, like, I had always meant to, but I started writing it, I think, in sixth grade, and freshman mm-hmm. year hit in high school, and yeah. I think I wrote it halfway through freshman year, and then just stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> I ha- I had a story that that took a pretty similar like path of creation, so I I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, it's like one day you're working on it every day, and then you hit high school, and it's like, oh wait, there's like parties out here, and not really parties, but I can hang out with my friends more because I have friends yeah. who have cars now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, there's like cute boys in real life who I can kiss <laughs> instead of. <laughs> I'm very glad that you had that high school experience. <laughs> My school, every a lot of uh, most of the high school population uh, were dumb as a box of rocks. 
And I am not necessarily excluding myself from that. <laughs> That's every high school. I don't... Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what that was like. It, ours, like, myself included. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so... Um, what were, what were some of your favorite things that the trio did? It can, it, like, or no, how about, what were some of your favorite worlds the trio went to during their time? Like, aside from, aside from spending a lot of their time in Naruto world, because like you said, it was their home base. Um, I think my favorite one was Hercules, uh, Ooh, that's Olympus good. Coliseum. Yes. Mm-hmm. They also got outfits there, so togas. Nice, nice, nice. And it happened pretty early in the story and in their entire journey because they weren't automatically experts at, like, wielding any weapons or doing magic. So I mm-hmm. had them training with Phil so he could bring them up. And yeah, it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where on Miba and Quizilla, you could put in a video from YouTube on there. So I remember I linked... The oh, entire yeah. song from Hercules in there. <laughs> Wait, which 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 entire song? Uh, Zero to Hero. Um, not Zero to Hero. It's um, why can't I remember his training song right now? Go the distance. No, go the distance. I'm googling it too. Let's see who gets there first. One last hope. There we go. One last hope was the song I had linked on there. Nice. For whatever reason, I don't have that in my quick reference notes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, I had one last hope linked on there and then had the rest like the training montage mm-hmm. all written out. Yeah. <laughs> With all of our characters like shooting arrows, running around, mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah. Did they do magic training with Phil or did they just kind of or was that something that they had to learn somewhere else? I think I think it was just physical training because I wanted it to do have it be like a quick time, almost like how the song was of like these are just going to be quick little a looks montage. into the training. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, they were training like with Donald for magic and like Goofy for defense and Sora for attacks, like very much like it is in the game. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we're going to train with all of these characters along the way, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that reminded me. I was going to ask since since the trio did a lot and Susie did a lot of swapping in between worlds. Was it like there? Was it like how it is in? Oh gosh, what's a good comparison for this? Is it like how it is in like Legend of Zelda games, where like you have certain skills that you learn in this one world, and then when you go to the other world, you don't have access to that first set anymore? Or was it like? Okay, they're in the world of Atlantica, and they're just going to do some shadow clone jutsu to confuse Ursula. <laughs> that would be so great! I love that so much! <laughs> I wish that was a thing! I wish that was a thing you did. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love that so much. Oh, believe me, I had an, I had an Aruto OC, too. I don't think mm-hmm. I have any art of them here. They're probably all at home, but whatever. <laughs> See, all of my fan art was just them in, like, still positions of just, like, this is my outfit, like, arms out. <laughs> yeah. Or what, just... what was your favorite outfit that that Susie in particular got? 
Um, she had an outfit for the tuning exams because that's when everyone in Naruto switched out their outfits. It mm-hmm. was a sleeveless purple shirt because uh, it was a deep purple because that was my favorite color with like arm warmers and like fishnets on the legs, but also like cargo pants. They were like cut out fishnets on there. Okay. And I just remember creating that outfit and having so much fun with it. And instead yeah. of a regular headband, she had like a beanie, like a purple beanie on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, I that's just... very good. Thanks. <laughs> so I think that one was probably my favorite. Um, although, again, I made outfits for Hercules, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlantica, too. There were mermaid forms. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, even Tron, that was a thing. Okay, okay. And then, I think there are two different outfits in Naruto, because the tuning exam and pre-tuning exam. Okay. Did Susie and the crew do a lot of, like, like physically growing up during their time that they spent traveling the worlds? Like... They came, like they entered. They did world. They started world hopping as thirteen year olds, but then by the time at which you stopped writing, maybe they were, I don't know, seventeen or something or eighteen. Like, was there that much of a kind of like shift? I think there was only a year of time that had passed, like within the story itself. Because okay. when I started writing, I was thirteen, and then I wanted to stay like within, like the ages of those characters because I was also thinking about like well canonically Kingdom Hearts characters are this age and Naruto characters are that and I think even within the story itself because I was a baby when I was writing it I aged down the Kingdom Hearts characters because I was like no they're too old yeah yeah because I'm like Riku's Riku was 16 I'm like no I'm only 12 like no (laughs) yeah so was you mentioned that that uh that that the Jack fictional Jackie got to have Rock Lee be her boyfriend. Yes. Who like who was Susie's love interest if she Oof. had one? Oof. Um <laughs> she had a little bit of a thing with Sora. Okay. Where they even though Sora is a character of like just pure joy and happiness. I had them butt heads at first when they first met, just because differences of opinion or and also would come teens. Up. Yeah, exactly, because teens and angst and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that developed into a friendship later on, and then it would be like, oh, I think I have a crush on this boy, but it was never an official thing within the story because you had to wait until the end. It yeah. was that, and then I eventually had plans for. Her and Gara because I was an edgy teen and I was like, hey, I'm about that. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends, when I was drawing myself and my friends as Naruto characters, she requested that her boyfriend be Gara and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take Shikamaru <laughs> because he's the only boy in Naruto that's emotionally stable. Fair, honestly. Except for except for maybe Rock Lee and maybe Choji. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think Choji is the actual, like, Choji and Rock Lee are very good. Honestly, all good boys who, oh, don't yeah. get, who did not get enough attention at, when we were teens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because middle schoolers, I feel like, have such a desire for melodrama that they're naturally more drawn to characters like 
Naruto and Sasuke and Riku and insert organization 13 member here, even though they're all adults in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um, yeah. Except for Roxas and Xion, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like just that, that desire for like melodrama and like, hey, I've graduated out of kids media. Now I want things with stakes. <laughs> It's like, I want this to mean something, and I want fights, and I want emotions, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to get that if they're just, like, happy to be with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, that was specifically my type back in middle school slash high school. I was all about mm-hmm. Riku and Gara. It was like, oh, no, he's sad, but, like, he's bad, but he's also trying to be good. He's trying to be better. Yeah. So it's fine. Um. Definitely not into, even whenever I was younger, like, fixing them in any capacity. It was yeah. going to be strictly after Gara went through his thing in the tuning exams and was like, I'm better. I was like, okay, then a romance can happen between them. I was making plans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is that is very good to hear. Mm-hmm. Hey, PSA to listeners, um, don't, if, if you're thinking about pursuing some romantically because you can fix them, don't. That's only okay in dating sims. Only dating sims. Yeah, don't don't feel like you have to fix anyone in any relationship, especially in real life, but even in fiction. Like, just don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is very true. That is very, mm-hmm. very true. Okay. So, uh... Hmm. Oh, hey, you know what we haven't talked about yet? Keyblades. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe we've gone this... I can't believe we have, uh approximately 30 minutes of episode recorded yet and we haven't talked about keyblades in this in this episode in which kingdom hearts is an important part so what did Susie's keyblade look like and if the others if you remember what the others looked like feel free to talk about them too but i figured we could start with Susie because she is the focal point yes um she had a keyblade that was a mix between I want to say Oblivion and Riku's second Keyblade, Way to the Dawn, mm-hmm. where it was black, purple, but I think there were also like little checker designs on the hilt of it. Yeah. Like the hilt was checker designed, and I remember the end piece of the hilt being like a little diamond with like a purple gem in it. Okay. And then the blade itself was sort of straight, but with a rounded, or not the blade, what is it? Um, the key part of it, the yeah. main line, was straight black, and then the blade would come out in a curve, almost like a little moon, uh, reminiscent of Riku's, and had, like, an aurora, like, blues and purples going on. Okay, okay. So that was hers, and I don't re- totally remember my other friends. Jackie's was very Roxas-inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hers was... Black and white, yeah. bunch of checker designs, and then just like a, just bunch bunches of like blades coming off of the end of it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> like like I said, she was Taijutsu first, and she was very like physical. I'm gonna fight you. Like she was that character mm-hmm. who was like, I'm confident. I'm the aggressor and the one that Susie, the character, was like, I want to try and be more like that, even though I'm not that. Yeah. Yeah, and so then fictional Jackie was there with I'm gonna attack I'm gonna attack you with with my stick full of knives, and if that doesn't work, I'm just gonna punch you in the face. Yep, exactly. 
She's like, I'm here to defend my friends and kick your butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very good. That's very good. So, like, since since both Naruto and Kingdom Hearts have such a big emphasis on, like, or emphasis or, like, stylistic motif of working together in trios, like, did that... This is this might be maybe a little bit more advanced of a question than the narrative that you have written, but did the trios kind of did the fact that they were a trio, like how did that kind of play into the story, if it did at all? Um, it was more like in real life they were my best friends and I was like, hey, we are our own trio. But mm-hmm. within the story it was mainly just so hey, we can make our own team with Naruto and within Kingdom Hearts I don't think I used it that often because they mainly just tagged along with Sora, Donald, and Goofy so often. Okay, okay. Um, It wasn't really a significant thing that there were three of them even though it's like hey they all had keyblades and oh they have like these abilities that like in Chakra that like Naruto characters do. Mm-hmm. So like I guess thematically I also wanted them to, like okay this person's in charge of like t- Taijutsu and is this type of character so like Maybe within the groups themselves, they played a certain role. Mm-hmm. Like, I would probably say Jackie, like, if I were to compare it to Team 7 and Naruto, Jackie would be almost like the Naruto character who was, like, loud and rambunctious and, like, very extroverted. And my other friend was the Sasuke character who was, like, kind of quiet and to themselves and wasn't as warm with people. Whereas mm-hmm. I put myself almost as, like, the Sakura character who's, like, trying her best and, like, yeah, and values sort of, like, intelligence and, like, knowing a lot about things, but isn't necessarily able to, like, physically get there. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel like at that age I was one of those people who wasn't a giant fan of Sakura, but it's like, oh, but I relate. Yeah, yeah. I I think all of us who grew up in the same time frame that you and I and Jackie did, um, all of us kind of get a pass for maybe not liking Sar- for not liking Sakura because that was just the uh, systemic misogyny inherent in the system. So yeah, exactly. It's just like oh, okay, they hate women, and that's going to happen to her. And I still am mad about what ha- they kind of did to her in Shippuden. They made her really awesome and then sidelined her really hard. And I was like, oh wow, she's actually really cool, and mm-hmm. I've done her wrong this entire time. It's okay. The important thing is that we learn and we grow from it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I think I find it really interesting that you put yourself insert as the Sakura in the in the Naruto comparison because a lot of the times I feel like when people, myself included, are making OCs, we tend to just like self insert like, oh hey, I'm gonna when I go into the Pokemon world, I'm going to replace Ash because he's the main character and <laughs> like. And not deliberately choosing to compare yourself to one to a main character who was not the central protagonist, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think I just knew even at that age, like, I am not an extrovert. I am not, like, I get very shy. I am not that person. And it, I guess I wanted to write it true to myself, which I guess is good. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure why I did that. It was just one of those decisions of, I want this to be me in real, and I want us to grow together as friends and have an arc. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. Thanks. Um, Even though, don't get me wrong, though, I still gave us a bunch of crazy powers that we should not have had. Um, Yes, tell me more. Yes. In the tuning exam arc, I had... 
Susie have the ability to form her chakra in a way that she could make shields pop up to block, like, basically any other move that would come up. Yeah. Um, so she would have, like, this great chakra control that's like, oh, I can go and cover this. And I think Jackie had, was able to use wood jutsus, which within the canon of Naruto doesn't work, but she was able to do that. Yeah, I'm, because I feel by, by that you mean, like, controlling, like, trees and plant growth and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, I feel like that does happen at some point. It's like, oh, they call it, like, wood release or something, but I feel yeah. like that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a thing with, like, the first Hokage or something. It's a special thing that she had. And Susie was able to use... Her main element was uh, wind jutsu, but then she could also use fire jutsu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. And she would come up with, like, elaborate traps and plans and... Yeah. <laughs> do all of that. She's like, I can't punch you, but I'll come up with a plan, so eventually... Mm-hmm. My wind will punch you. <laughs> yes. That, because sometimes having a plan is the most important thing. Yes. <laughs> so, aside from the fact that they all had Keyblades when they were in the Kingdom Hearts world, universe, etc., did, what kind of special powers did they have there? Aside, like I said, aside from having Keyblades and, and, all, and the associated abilities, we'll say. Um, I think they had... Wait, hold on one moment. Can you name cage forms? Like the Valor forms. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, everyone does. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so within, whenever they were hanging out with the Kingdom Hearts characters, they had special special um, forms just like Sora did, like Valor, Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Drive forms. Yes. And I had added one more wherever... They would get, like, a green outfit, which was, like, protect form, because I always felt the games should have had that. I'm like, why is Koofy red? He should be green. Yeah. Um, so I'd added that on for our characters on there. I made my, uh, I made Jackie kind of, like, in charge of defense, because that was her thing. So she spent a lot of time with, like, Goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other friend was more versed in magic, so she had an array of spells to play with, and... Okay, okay. Whereas Susie was like, I'm gonna try and use my Keyblade as best I can. Um, Yeah. Other than that, they didn't have specific abilities, just because I feel like Kingdom Hearts was more like, this is your list of spells, and it's not um, dictated by your chakra type, or whatever, whatever. whereas Naruto is like, a a little bit more laid out, so I had it kind of just weirdly separated i was like no these two things cannot mix (laughs) yeah yeah okay i have i have a question for you Susie. okay before we like start approaching the wrap-up and stuff Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you still have a copy of this of of this of this long story saved on your computer i absolutely do would you would you be interested or willing to possibly read some excerpts from it I can. I have it here. I have it in front of me. I'm ready. <laughs> if you want to, go ahead. Feel free to read whatever whatever parts you're most interested in. Okay, so then it has to be the intro, because it was supposed to be a summary of what the story was supposed to be in Miba, but it also has cut cutouts of portions of the story mm-hmm. in it, so. Oh, boy. <clears throat> 
Ismarie's, Jackie, and Susie were best friends since the moment they met, years ago. With school coming to an end and friends moving away, all they hoped for is an exciting summer in their dull town, and to avoid the inev- inevitable changes. Well, one of their wishes were... were uh, is that not... That is not spelled correctly. Uh, <laughs> Sorry well, about one it. of their wishes are granted. One night, they wish upon a shooting star. Be careful what you wish for. And then it's like in quotation marks after this, like an insert, like something from the story. We have to do something before our chance is over, before we all move on, before we're old, before everything changes. Nothing's going to happen if we just sit here. Before we get old. As a 13 year old. Before we enter high school. Uh-huh, before we're old and we're in high school. <laughs> Um, yes mm -hmm. and then they suddenly find themselves trapped in a realm of fantasy the world of kingdom hearts in the lands of naruto to be specific um (laughs) (laughs) yes oh god um and then again in insert from the story it's like hi i'm jackie and you are and then after that dot 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 cloud Whatever you, whatever you want, like okay. if if there's something that like that you feel just absolutely needs to be expressed on this podcast, go for it. Um, I think there's more of the intro that I've. Let's see. Uh, new friends and enemies await them on their journey as they weave themselves into the hearts and stories of others and learn to play a bigger part than just the damsels in distress. Aw, I like that. Thank you. Um, lots of inserts. Uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> there's a part in this. Yeah, there's an insert you. in here that like has a little um, italicized. It's like this is probably going to sound weird, but I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> oh no! Uh huh. <laughs> um, and most of all, will they ever? Escape back to reality, or will they figure out that dreams really can come true? <laughs> so, and that's Ar- how Arrested that is- Development voice. They did find out that dreams can't come true. I know they did not go back to reality. <laughs> yep. Spoilers. Um. <laughs> and then the title of it was um, The Things That Bond Us Together, Dreams and Reality. Nice. Nice. Thanks. I also remember when Susie was first introduced, I did the entire thing where she looked into a mirror and then it described exactly what she looked like. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Reading this over to make sure. Okay. A random line that we just came across. Um, What a bummer. It seems that both of my favorite characters have turned out to be jackasses. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a thing that happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. I know there's stuff I might be proud of in here. We can try and find one of those. <laughs> Honestly, like, you know what? If if you want, like, we could we could like wrap up the episode and then literally just like we could keep recording and then just like go through it. And if you find a really good section, then we could read it. Okay, that or just a very funny section. I'm okay with whatever. And if you find something that has like dialogue, we could all read it and do voices. Oh I do. I do. I do a good goofy. <laughs> And I, I could probably do a passable Naruto or Sasuke. Oh my god, or I'm Gaara. so here for this. Oh my- okay, 
So before we go into the wrap up, was there anything that you hadn't already talked about with Susie that you would like to bring up? If not, that's okay. We did cover a lot of ground. Yes. um, I think at the time I was writing her, she was both an escape from reality, but also kind of a grounding way of like, I am still me and kind of a way to explore like who I was at that point. So that's why Mm -hmm. she's still so special to me. And the fact that she was my first one. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's it. I still really love her as a character and I feel like some like she did grow and become separate from me at that point because I wasn't able to do all of these amazing things and she grew more confident than than I was at that time and I think that's Mm -hmm. why I was able to then jump into high school and be a little more extroverted and a little more out there because I had this um I had this way to like let that out and kind of explore that without you know testing it out Mm mm-hmm Okay, so then, your last question for the recording, then, is, Susie, why do you love Susie so much? Because she was me when I was 12 slash 13, and I think when you look back on yourself, you can be really tough, but you have to be gentle with yourself, and you have to know, like, I can look back and I see, like, that little girl, I'm like, I love her so much Mm -hmm. that she, like, put all this time that she cared yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why she's so special to me. She's just like my own little uh, memory box of what I was like back then. Aw, that's very sweet and also a very good way to put that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Susie, to talk about Susie. I, en- I enjoyed myself a lot and I hope that you did too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Just- digging myself deeper into this it's been a while no it in on this show this hole is made for you yes <laughs> yeah, we need to celebrate our self-inserts yes we we do we need to celebrate all of our original characters unless yes. they're really bad in which case like that's up to you <laughs> um you, you set your own metric of what is good or bad or <laughs> so I know that you are on the internet. Where would you like to be found? Do you have anything that you want to plug and or promote? Um, I don't have anything to really plug or promote. I can be found on Twitter at Suzabu, S-U-Z-A-B-O. Um, I'm just out there. Have, I'm not on there a lot. Uh, but if you're playing any RPG games out there or just like want someone to talk to, I'm always open and free. Or if we want to talk about more of our OCs. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, more recent Christina cutting in here because we forgot to mention during the outro that Susie is available to do freelance writing for upcoming projects. Uh, She has experience in doing set writing for the One Shot Network, and I personally can vouch that she is a good writer and that you would be better off for hiring her. So if you're interested, get in touch with her for that. The Home for Everyday OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, Acast, Stitcher, and hopefully your local podcatcher. Our theme song is filed by Pottage and Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email us at WaywardOCPod at gmail.com. And I do have 
at least the next couple of episodes figured out for guests. Uh, if you are interested in being on the show, feel free to send me an email or a Twitter message or a tag or something through the Wayward accounts, simply so that that way it doesn't get lost because sometimes my personal Twitter can get a bit chaotic. I also forgot to mention that as of this episode dropping, uh, I have a poll up on the Wayward Twitter account to help decide what the 50th episode is going to be. Uh, the options are uh, design an OC on air, uh, a traditional kind of Q&A session like I did for last year's anniversary and also 25th episode, I think. Uh, me talking about uh, some of my original characters or something else, which is the option for you to submit ideas for the 50th episode of Wayward. Uh, this poll will be up until April 4th, so if you are interested in in helping to decide what the 50th episode is going to be, head on over there and cast your vote. And also, please go vote in the actual elections, because politics are a mess and it's important to make your voice be heard. Okay, thanks, bye. Um, and of course, uh, this is a podcast, and it is always incredibly helpful if you can subscribe and, and rate us ideally five stars hopefully we've earned five stars on your listening platform of choice and maybe even leave a review if you're feeling incredibly generous that helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days so thank you all for listening this has been the home free red ocs and we hope you enjoyed your stay And now, a stage reading from... What's the fic called again? <laughs> the things that bond us together. Dreams and reality. Yes. This is after the trio was captured by Organization 13, and Jackie had an idea to escape, and it did not go as planned. What? What? Mm -hmm. So we are... <laughs> So they have us locked up in one of the dungeons, and we meet a specific character. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Ow! Jackie, I hate you! I hate you, and my butt hates you! Susie yelled from inside the prison, rubbing her sore butt. Yeah, you just had to say, we'll escape through force, is Maurice agreed, Im imitating her. Well, you guys didn't seem to have anything wrong with it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, force of habit, okay? Susie pouted, then silenced themselves when Syx came walking towards them. Someone with him. Hey, let me go! A girl yelled as Syx dragged her along and pushed her into the same cell. There, now you all can have some new company. He glared at all four girls and walked away without another word. Susie and Jackie were shocked at who their new cellmate was and the profanity she threw at the fleeing blue-haired man. You fucking son of a why did you do this to me? You you suck, you <laughs> The girl turned as Ix went out of sight. Um, sorry about that. I'm Kyrie. Who are you? She asked curiously. Uh, and then we proceeded to introduce each other. You guys know Sora? She exclaimed as they nodded. Yeah, we were traveling with him for a while. Well, till we got captured. He's really worried about you and Riku, is Maurice explained. Oh. Kyrie's eyes went downcast and most likely guilt oh please jackie laughed don't feel guilty sora is plenty strong enough to take care of things Kyrie blinked twice 
Plus, we're going to escape on our own, Susie stated smugly. Ismarice looked back at her skeptically. Really? And how do you suppose we do that, Einstein? Susie smirked. Well, I'm glad you asked, actually. She stood up and picked a <laughs> hairpin from Kyrie's hair. Looks like opportunities knocking. Everyone smiled at the new plan. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we did it, finally. That's really fun. I think, honestly, like, my favorite part about that was seeing the emoticons that were inserted into yes, the text. Yeah. <laughs> because Susie, 100% after she posted each chapter, she was one of those girls where you would pretend to be the characters as well. So, like, Axel would come in and talk, and then so would uh, yeah, like, the other The characters people. participating in the character notes! Yeah. I love it! It's like, we're happy you enjoyed this in, like, full... <laughs> when do I get to come in? Yeah. <laughs> Ansem's over here like, excuse me, but I don't think that this story makes a lot of sense narratively. <laughs> boo. boo. Don't boo me. I am Ansem, seeker of darkness. <laughs> oh, boy. My name's Ricky Mouse, and I think that Susie's writing a really great story. <laughs> Disney approved. <laughs> Disney stamped. <laughs> Coming to Disney Plus in 2020. God. Tom- Thomas J. Disney stamps his approval on this pit on this fu- on this fan fiction. I'm confusing what media we're talking about. You couldn't see it behind the screen, but I did in fact do the. <laughs> I can still do some of the hand signals. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not heart. What am I doing? <laughs> no, there was, uh, this one was like horse, I think. Yes. It was either like horse or bird. Mm-hmm. And then I just remember <laughs> for the fireball. <laughs> yeah, there was like this yeah. one. It was like, sep- it was like there was this, but then there was also this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was like there was one where it was something like this was like dog or something yes <laughs> we're doing very good audio by making Naruto hand jutsu signs at each other <laughs> exactly we're doing horse you can't see it but we're really good at it oh yeah we're so good yeah. Christina's a pro <laughs> So, hey everyone, um, Christina Cutting back in here for the second episode in a row with another fun ad lib promo for one of my friend's podcasts. And I have a special guest here. It's my friend Jackie. It's me, Jackie. And uh, we're here today to talk to you about our friend's podcast, Gem Jammer. Mother frickin' Gem Jammer. Do you like Dungeons and Dragons podcasts, but you find that they're sometimes not ridiculous enough for the source material? Do you like shenanigans where your favorite characters possibly die due to rugs and other weird items? Do you like having a bard who changes their outfits at literally every single available opportunity? As of the recording of this, the last one that I've heard is Sexy Statue of Liberty. Do you also agree with the cleric when she says that spiders are very bad and should all burn? Do you like getting to listen to... An actually really heartfelt story about friends and community and adventuring together. Do you like diverse D&D? Well, then we have the podcast for you. Da-da-da-da-da, it's Gem Jammer.
Gem Jammer is a podcast made by Crooked Russia and Cam and can be found on all of your local podcatching platforms. It's really great and our friends are a part of it and we love it so you should go listen to it. And also my favorite part is the monster dick.